tackles, guards, and centers today on the best-in-class offensive line breakdown with always a close eye on what our beloved Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be doing. Sean Sullivan, the JoeBucksFan.com draft guru, is fired up. He's going deep but fast, sprinting through key linemen in this draft. You'll enjoy it. You'll be running to YouTube to watch some highlights. BillCurryFord.com, thank you for presenting Best in Class. Here's Sean. Hi, everybody. It's Sean Sullivan coming to you live from Bill Curry Ford Studios in Tampa with the Best in Class podcast, the number one NFL podcast in 30 minutes or less. Say hi, Grace, best assistant. Hi, guys. Hi. So, hi, Grace. So, welcome back from vacation. We have four podcasts coming to you, uh, Joe Bucks fan listeners, coming to you this week. We got to get in all the defense right before the draft, and then uh, Grace and I will be at Big Storm's draft party for Joe Bucks fan. Very exciting stuff. But first, a word from our sponsor. So Bill Curry Ford, third-generation business, is under the largest construction project in the history of Tampa. I can say that uh, knowingly uh, no other dealership has ever spent $28 million in this area. It's going to be spectacular. We're calling it the dealership of the future. Please come by for our construction sales. BillCurryFord.com and see all of our amazing construction specials going on right now. We have 0%. You can fight inflation. We have double your tax return. We got a bunch of stuff. I got all kinds of stuff running. Listen, you want to buy a car, service a car, do a body shop, sit down, talk bucks with me. I'm available six days a week. All right, so come into Bill Curry Ford, ask for me, we'll sit down, I'll take care of everything, and we'll talk some football. Follow us at Bill Curry Tampa, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Also, please share the podcast with your friends. That's always awesome. That's how the podcast has grown so big. And please leave reviews, uh, good or bad. You know, I, I can sit there and ask for good reviews, but listen, if you give me a bad review, I'm okay with it. I have thick skin. Just back it up. Just please tell me why what I'm saying is untrue. And I will uh, love debate, and I love to debate with all the Joe Bucks fan listeners and the listeners of the podcast, and apparently all, all the South Koreans that listen to this podcast, right? And so we're going to read, speaking of Joe Bucks fan, we're going to read a, uh, an email real quick from Kim. She said, Sean, there are no comments on your Joe Bucks fan posts. So very few people leave comments on the actual post of, of Joe Bucks fan. But you know, my podcast has posted where you listen to any podcast, right? So... Podbeam, Apple Play, Google, all that stuff, guys, takes you right back to Joe Bucks Fan. So you can listen to it on Joe Bucks Fan or anywhere that you listen to your podcasts. This podcast, Best in Class, is displayed, right? So she says you have a great pod at this time of year. It's the best to listen to. Thanks, Sean. Kim, 62 years old, huge Bucks fan. So thanks, Kim. I really appreciate the input. Um, I guess I could ask. Leave more um, comments on Joe Bucks Fan. It is a blog. It is the number one Bucks site in the world. It is by far the greatest NFL uh, knowledge website, uh, and that that goes out to all the local wannabe uh, reporters who think they cover the Bucks. You guys don't, okay? The Joe Bucks fan does it, and they do it, and they do it because not only are they journalists, but they're also tremendous fans, and their heart belongs to Tampa, and you can't get that anywhere else. And of course, we have Ira Kaufman. All right, so today we're going to break down tackles and guards. And we're going to break down centers. It's a lot of information I got. And because the Bucks are in the market for a tackle, it's very important to me that I give not only a breakdown of the rookies, but I also give the Bucks fans uh, a breakdown of some possible uh, draft candidates. And I have that for you guys. We're also going to break down the difference in, in running schemes 
and blocking schemes from from Dave Canales, from Byron Leftwich, or, or and what we ran prior, um, because we're going to be running a wide zone. And I'm going to actually break that down and tell you which offensive lineman would fit best into our our new system and how we're going to run the ball, which is very interesting. So a little bit more scouting today than normal with scheme than just player. Number one tackle on the board, I don't think it's close right now, is Broderick Thomas out of Georgia. Uh, 6'4", 315 pounds, incredible finisher, very physical, has tremendous athletic ability. His arm length is 34 and 3 fourths, and that's extremely important. His 40-yard dash, not so important, but he was sub-5. And he can play in any scheme. He can play in zone, power, um, wide, what, what, whatever that you're going to play. He can play in pass. He's going to be a great pass protection. He's going to be a great run defender. This guy's just a plug-and-play uh, tackle. I really like him a lot. Played at a high level. Played in championship games. Played against top competition. He's not a small school guy. Uh, so anyway, Broderick, Tom- uh, Broderick Jones is the guy. I said Broderick Thomas. Out of- he was a linebacker we drafted out of Oklahoma. Uh, the Bucks drafted, and he ended up not being very good. But uh, Broderick Jones, offensive tackle out of Georgia, again, the number one tackle. And scheme-wise, can play in any scheme. And again, we're going to talk about this arm length a lot because Jason Light is an expert in offensive linemen. I don't think anybody could ever question Jason Light's offensive line drafting or his evaluation or breakdown. But I looked at, after we talked about some of our guards playing right tackle, including um, Hainsey and, and including uh, Gadecki. We talked about it, and I looked at their arm lengths, and then I looked at there's probably, what, 64 uh, starting tackles in the NFL, and only two of them had arm lengths under 33 inches. So I just thought that was some interesting stuff that I found on the internet. So we're going to be paying attention, and arm length is such an advantage, not just about size when playing tackles, is to keep the defensive uh, players out, you know, uh, depending on what kind of scheme you're running, but you need to keep that distance and you need to keep that, that length, and these lengthy arms are really important. And, and we can say, hey, listen, it's about the player, not the arms or whatever. Absolutely, you can always say that. There's always exceptions. Right now, there's two, right? That's not a lot, okay? That's like saying under six foot quarterbacks, right? They're talking about drafting a 5'9 guy, 5'9.5 guy, number one overall. You figure that one out. Second uh, guy that I have is Paris uh, Johnson Jr. out of another huge school, Ohio State. He's a junior, 6'6", 315 pounds, uh, 36 and 1 inch arms. He did the, I wrote this down. He did the bench press 29 times, which is extremely good for a player with that arm length. Normally, the shorter arm guys put up the higher reps. And this guy's his zone rushing scheme is what he's best made for. Again, size and athleticism, same as Broderick Jones. I think those two guys are without a doubt, you know, first-day starters, first-round draft picks. They're going to go pretty high in the draft. Uh, and now we're going to get into some, some guys that there's going to be huge arguments over. And the first one is this uh, Peter Skorinski, tackle slash guard out of Northwestern, right? 6'4", 294 pounds, right? His arm length, 32 and a quarter inches long. That makes him a guard, just according to athletic testing. Again, 6'4", 300 pounds. So, you know, I'm not, I'm, the height and the, and, the, and the weight, not so, I mean, you could play tackle or guard with that height or weight. So I'm, that's not really that concerning, uh, uh, you know, uh, that's not a big concern of mine. The arm length is. But this guy, very high uh, testing IQ-wise at, at the combine. Unbelievable hand usage and technique. Can technique overcome physical limitations? 
And I guess that's an answer for Jason Light since he is a scout and he is a general manager and he is going to look at these guys. Based on everything that I'm looking at, I think Peter plays tackle in the NFL. And I know everyone's going to talk about, well, it's 32 and a quarter. I think he's one of the exceptions. I think he's one of those guys that technique-wise, IQ-wise, and anger-wise, because he's an angry guy, I think that he actually stays at tackle. And I wouldn't be opposed to the Bucks drafting him at 19 you know, to go into this year. Uh, I think that that's very important. As far as his scheme, what he can fit into, he can play wide zone power. He's very open, and you can play him. Because of his athletic ability, you can play him at any position. And I like the idea of him being able to play um, left tackle, right tackle, and guard. I mean, the guy can play every position. I really like that. Now, let's get on to my fourth tackle. Now, this is a guy that has been linked and mocked to the Bucks over and over and over again, and that's Anton Harrison out of Oklahoma, sophomore 6'5", uh, 315 pounds, arm length 34, almost 35 inches long, hand size over 9, which is awesome. Uh, 40-yard dash, which doesn't matter, again, for an offensive lineman, but sub-5. Um, his vertical was 29 inches, which is pretty pretty crazy. Now, this is a guy that could start day one at left tackle for the Bucks. Now, I like this guy, and, and um, we're going to be doing our draft podcast with Ira and, and Steve and Lee, and we're going to be doing that, and I'm looking forward to it. And we're going to discuss if the Bucks are going to go offense or defense at 19 and if they're going to go tackle or running back or quarterback at that, at that 19th pick. But, and based upon what Jason Light's been saying, to me it looks like he's going an off, with an offensive player in the first round. I think he's looking to add speed and some explosive playmaking to his offense, and I just don't know how he's going to do it yet. But uh, again, I think our number one need is pass rusher, uh, and equally we need a tackle. That would be my thing, and we'll see how that goes. But let's talk about this new Dave uh, Canales offense that he's going to run. Now, he, he runs what's called a wide zone. And according to the definition of the wide zone, it is commonly referred to as the mid zone, and it, it's a play where the offense tries to stretch the defense laterally and hopes to find creases that running backs can take advantage of, as opposed to the duo or gap-based scheme the Bucks have previously relied heavily on. The wide zone basically uses the athletic ability of the tackles and they push the defenders east and west toward the sideline versus north and south towards their own end zone. So power, you're basically blowing off the ball, you're pushing the guy back towards his own end zone and you're creating a run lane. The way the wide zone works, uh, it basically is quite different. What it does is the tackles are pushing the defensive players with their athletic ability. You have to have quick feet and that's what we're about to go over, you're going to be turning the defensive player towards the sideline, and then the running back's vision is going to really come into play because he's going to be looking for these running lanes. He's going to have to be patient, wait for a running lane to open up, and then he's going to be able to get his four or five yards. And a linebacker is going to come up and try to fill that gap, and then you hope that he breaks the linebacker's tackle. I mean, that's why, that's why you need a tough running back. And Again, Rashard White, if he is our starter, we, we, we all know that he, was, he won uh, awards for his tough running last year. He also won the Run Angry Award in the Seattle game. So we know that he can break tackles once he gets up his speed. So I think that this wide zone actually is going to fit Rashard White much better. And we'll see how that goes. Now, one of the precursors for running the wide zone is your tackles must have extremely quick feet. They can't have slow, plodding 
feet because that's more power. This is going to be, okay, we need to turn the defensive lineman uh, towards the sideline, and then we need to get upfield and do second-tier and third-tier blocking, which, again, is going to be quick feet, great technique, and it's going to be speed and athleticism at that point. So basically what we're looking for is an athletic tackle. He doesn't have to be overly big, but he needs to be quick of foot, be able to get up the field, and also have terrific technique. Now, does Anton Harrison fit this? Actually, one of his best attributes besides his athletic ability is his quick feet. So absolutely, Anton Harrison would be a starting left tackle for the Buccaneers, and he would be able to start in this scheme. Now, the reason why I took so much time to talk about Anton Harrison, again, is because he's been mocked to the Bucs by many different NFL, I guess I wouldn't say experts, but NFL journalists have mocked him uh, because real experts don't do mock drafts. But Again, journalists, people who are getting clickbait and stuff like that have, have added them to that. So uh, let's get on to Darnell Wright. So Darnell Wright is my fifth offensive tackle. He is a senior out of Tennessee, 6'6", 335. Now, he is moving up the board extremely fast. I actually listened to a podcast the other day with a uh, former NFL scout who said that he thought Darnell Wright was the best tackle in the entire draft and had the best upside to be uh, a star. Very similar to Tristan Wirfs. And let me just read you some stuff on, on Darnell White, right? Has the technique, has experience at both tackle positions. Jason Light's going to love that. Tons of strength, has great pass protection, um, but he has very modest and slow feet. He has a slow lower half. He's 6'5", 333, 33 and 3 fourth uh, arms. Uh, hand size is right at 9 inches. Above a 540, uh, uh, and he's, he's best suited for like a gap-heavy run scheme, which is going to take advantage of his strength and leverage and power. Uh, not, and the fact that he has slower feet, and I'm not saying to Joe Bucks fan listeners that I think that Jason Light shouldn't draft Darnell Wright if he's there at 19. What I'm saying is between Antoine Harrison and Darnell White, Wright, one of them fits our scheme better but one of them is probably a better player. And based upon everything I've seen so far, the way that uh, Darnell Wright is moving up the boards without playing a football game, keep in mind, he's moving up boards without actually doing anything, which is more hype than it is reality. And we have to keep that in mind as people who watch the draft is, is we have to pay attention to what's being said about a player who's actually done nothing to change his draft status. So what I'm basically saying is, if Darnell Wright was your 10th-rated tackle coming out of the Senior Bowl, how could he be your fifth-ranked tackle if he's done nothing? If he hasn't lifted a weight, played in a game, you know, he's done nothing, but somehow keeps moving up boards. I don't know how that works. I think that's just hype. But again, between these two guys, Anton Harrison looks like he's a better scheme fit for what the Bucks are doing. But Darnell Wright looks to me like the fact that he can play left and right and is more of what we've drafted in the past uh, makes me think putting like a little pin in that going. I wonder if there's, if there's some smoke there. Moving on, uh, Dewan Jones from Ohio State, 6'8", 360 pounds. That's a big man, folks. Now, this is a right tackle. Uh, he's not going to play left tackle in NFL. He is uh, not quick enough, not athletic enough to play left tackle. So this is a guy that's for uh, uh, a power, right tackle, gap run scheme. And if we're moving twist and worse to the left, we might be able to trade down in the first round, pick up that fourth round pick, 
and and draft someone like Dewan Jones, who's got a ton of starting experience. He's a senior, and and plug him right in at right tackle. But again, heavy feet doesn't really fit what what Canales is trying to do with his wide zone. I'm going to go with a, a guy that I think if we don't go tackle in the first round, and we're going to try to pick up a tackle in the second or third round, depending on what we're going. This Jalen Duncan, he, he's a Terrapin, uh, senior, 6'6", 315 pounds, great size, great length. Uh, he's got 34-inch arms. Uh, again, great height, great, great uh, length. He absolutely fits the scheme traits. Fast feet, can move his lower body, can get to the second tier of blocking. He is definitely a, a tackle that's suited for the wide zone attack that we're going to be running in Tampa in 2023. This is a guy that I think is underrated, and I think that there's a good possibility that if we don't go early tackle, that Jalen Duncan finds his way onto the Bucks uh, roster. Here's a guy that we can actually plug in at left tackle and not have to move Tristan. Or if you do move Tristan, you, put, you plug him in at right tackle, but here's a guy that comes in and starts right away. So that's the end of my tackles. I hope I gave you a bunch of great information on the top seven guys and exactly what kind of guys we're going to be looking for in our new wide zone. Now, centers. Centers for me is pretty simple, right? There's two guys that are way in front of the other ones, and we're going to go through that right now. But uh, John Michael Schmitz is a guy that I talked about in earlier podcasts. He's a center out of Minnesota, 6'4", 320, uh, 32 five-inch arm length. Absolutely one of the top center candidates to come out in a very long time. I think he can play guard and center, but he's going to be a Pro Bowl starting center in the NFL. That's how good this guy is. He was born to play the position. He's going to start day one. He's the number one center off the board. So congratulations to uh, John Michael Smith. If you need a center, your guy's right there. Now, the next guy is getting a lot of hype right now. He's a horned frog. He's getting a lot of hype right now, and that's Steve Avila. Uh, 6'4", 334, 33-inch arms. He had, he had a terrific uh, combine, terrific practicing. Coaches really talked him up. Very coachable guy. Uh, has a lot more power than, than what he has shown, according to coaching staff, that he showed on tape. So um, it's another guy that's moving up. Now, getting into the second tier of centers, you have an Ohio State Buckeye, which is this Luke Whippler, uh, 6'3", 300 pounds, 31-inch arms, third, fourth-round grade. He's probably going to be uh, a third-round guy. Again, solid but not spectacular guy who just shows up and does his job every day, doesn't have a lot of penalties, and then, of course, played at a big, a big school uh, and handled some, some big-time pressure. We got to see him play. Uh, I got to see him play all year because I followed uh, C.J. Stroud. Joe Tipman, Wisconsin. Now, if you are a Joe Bucks fan listener and you've been listening the last uh, two and a half years, I love Wisconsin, Iowa, Iowa State, Minnesota tackles. All right? Offensive tackles. These guys are fed something different. I don't know if it's in the water. It's like going to Chicago and getting pizza uh, and then coming to Tampa and getting a pizza and going, okay, now I understand. This is what I'm talking about. These guys just produce offensive linemen. So Joel Tittman's another guy, 6'6", 317, 32 and 3 fourth inch arms, tons of experience, started three years. He can play power or zone. And get this, last year alone, in one year, he was credited with 102 pancake blocks. If you can believe that, in one college football season, he is a glass eater. He is a mean person. He will put you on your rear, right? 
So I, it's a guy to keep an eye on that's very similar to, to the gentleman that we have starting for the Bucks right now and Jensen as far as temperament is concerned. Now, let's talk about a couple of centers that the Bucks actually brought in for their top 30 visits. Uh, and one of them is a Penn State product, Juice Scruggs. And this guy's 6'3", 10-inch hands, by the way, which is just incredibly massive. His arm length, 33 and one-fourths. Again, he's over 300 pounds, 6'3", 10-inch hands. His arms are 33 and one-fourths. A guy that I, um, I didn't know much about um, because he was graded as like a fourth or fifth or sixth round pick. And I went and I did, and when the Bucks brought him in, of course, I did my due diligence and looked at him. This guy's underrated. So if he's on Jason Light's radar, again, I don't doubt Jason Light when it comes to offensive linemen. There's just no reason to. His track record is, is, is tremendous. If he likes this guy, Scruggs, and when you, and you watch him in the, in the offense that he played in, he played very, very well. Uh, that's an interesting choice. Another guy that, that they brought in is an Oklahoma guy, Chris Murray, 6'2", 300 pounds, another physically aggressive, angry person. So, I mean, it's like Jason Light's looking for, for something. Now, the, the really interesting thing is these are not small school guys, and Jason Light has a history of continually to always draft these small school guys, but yet he brought two guys in from big colleges, Penn State and Oklahoma, this year. Chris Murray is uh, a little on the smaller side, okay movement, not terrific athletically, uh, very, very tenacious blocker. This guy's very, very angry. Again, angry mindset. He can play guard and center, but he is a center. Um, and I did my research on him and, and found that he's just limited athletically. And, and if we're going to run a wide scheme, you're really not going to play Murray at guard. So he's probably going to be a backup center. I think that Drew Scruggs actually has a better chance of starting for the Buccaneers as a as a lower pick. I actually saw him as high as the third round on some drafts and as low as the sixth round in others. So again, even these experts have a tough time uh, trying to figure out uh, talent in some centers. All right, that's all the centers I'm doing right now. Again, we're going to go back. Michael John Smith is future pro bowler. Steve Avila is a guy that, that, that's going to be on that fringe of, of being a top-tier starter uh, Luke Whipler, again, another guy that comes in and starts for you. And then I think uh, Joe Tittman is a sleeper. And then, again, the Bucks brought in uh, Drew Scruggs and Chris Murray for, for pre-draft visits, which are lower-round graded guard-slash-center, center-slash-guards. Okay? My number one guard is easy for me, and, and that's um, Osiris Torrance out of the Gators, right? You know, everybody who listens to this podcast knows that I follow the Gators. Have been since I was a boy. I'm not big. I'm not really high on a lot of Gators. Like I'm not high on Anthony Richardson. So I'm not. I haven't been very proud of a lot of the Gators that are going into the pros lately. But uh, Osiris Torrance is a guy uh, that only played for the Gators one year. He's a transfer. Six five, three hundred and forty seven pounds. Absolutely a dominant run blocker. I got to watch it because the the, the Florida Gators had Entian and Johnson uh, with the number one rushing attack. And uh, Osiris Torrance was a big part of that run game dominance. Unbelievably physical. He's an anchor in pass protection. You're not going to move him. 6'5", 34-inch arms. Again, 347 pounds. Athletically gifted guard. Starter from day one. He's a Pro Bowl guy. He's a guy you stick in and you don't worry about him. He's going to be a day one starter in the NFL you remember this guy's name, Osiris Torrance. He's going to be a killer in the NFL. 
Now, we're going to get to one of the guys that I actually put a pin in and said, this is going to, I know right now, I'm not talking to Jason Light, but if I was, I know that Cody Mock is one of his favorite players. He's guy's got no teeth. He's got a mullet. Uh, he plays with an anger and, and a mentality that fits what Jason Light's looking for. He's extremely tough. I think he'd be a, like, he's like an MMA fighter slash redneck slash hunter slash hockey player. I mean, you could just see this guy, anything, any kind of a brawling, you can see this guy in. And I think that Jason Light's attracted to that physicality. 6'6", 300 pounds. Again, 32 and 3 eighths inch arms. He played all five positions, including the, and the coaches moved him to center for the senior bowl. He actually played, took snaps at center and played extremely well. So this is a, a scheme versatile guy unlike any other because he not only can he play tackle, guard, he can also play center. But I think his best position in the NFL is going to be guard. Just based upon his physical movements, I think he's going to be a dominating guard. Um, and, I, and I think that he's going to be one of Jason Light's absolute favorite players in this draft. Um, and, and you know how much Jason Light loves the fact that the guy can play all five positions. How many offensive linemen can you draft that can play five positions, right? I don't know if Ali Marpet could have played tackle, but I know that Ali Marpet was a center slash guard, and I know Jason Light really loves that scheme versatility, like um, you know the the Hainsey who can play center and guard, Gadecki uh, who can play tackle guard uh, again, and then um, I just find it very I find it super interesting. Cody Mock is a guy that if you haven't watched YouTube and you haven't watched any of his tape, please do. It's it's actually Get a big storm beer out, put Cody Mock on, and like, Sean, I'm really going to watch an offensive lineman. Yes, please do. And if you have never watched Ali Marpet at Hobart uh, State play and his highlights, watch some of that if you want to see some people getting thrown around. That's a lot of fun. Uh, the next gentleman is a very hard name to pronounce, and I, 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 I'm going to mispronounce it, but it's Emil uh, Ikior, uh for Alabama. I have tried over and over again, gentlemen, to pronounce this. Please don't go on Joe Buck's fan and write down that I don't know how to pronounce people's names. I try. I give it my best shot, okay? It doesn't always work. It doesn't always sound the same from coming out of my mouth than when I'm thinking in my ears, right? It is what it is. Senior, 6'3", 307 pounds, very physical player, tons of experience. He's, a, he's an equally good pass and run block, 6'2", again, almost 6'3". 307 pounds, 33 and 7 8 inch arms, okay? This is a plug-and-play guard um, that, we'll, that we can get in the third or fourth round, possibly. I don't think he's going to be a fifth-round guy. Uh, so fourth-round guy. We don't have a fourth-round pick right now. Here's a guy that I was so high on going into the draft, Andrew Voris. He is a USC, 6'6", 320 pounds. He is absolutely, he's another glass eater unbelievably aggressive blocker absolutely puts you on your rear and then can block down the field this guy would absolutely fit exactly what we're trying to do unfortunately he tore his um his mcl at the combine so if you draft andrew voris he's no longer going to be a second round grade um because he's a year away from football you might be able to get this guy in the fourth round and here's a guy that started all of his games at USC, was always on the field, absolutely dominating his competition. And he, he also finished his senior bowl drills with a torn MCL. He didn't, he didn't, say, he didn't like raise his hand and say, hey, I'm hurt. 
he finished all of the drills with a torn MCL. You got to love that. I would draft him just for that. Um, but again, there's some guy that if, if, if Jason like could get his hands on Andrew Voorhees, that's a guy that I think we should try to get, even if we have to wait a year on him. Uh, Jarrett Patterson, uh, another, it's a four-year starter at, at uh, the Irish. Now, we know that Notre Dame is big to, to Jason Light. We know we, we look there. He's 6'4", 307 pounds, super intelligent guy, excellent technique, can sustain blocks for long periods of time, fast feet, great lower body. Again, 6'5", 306, arm length 31, 3 uh, Again, four-year starter on the Irish's uh, offensive line. Jarrett Patterson's a guy that looking um, you know, a little bit later in the draft that you could pick up and it would be a very special player as a backup guard right away and then could eventually be a, a plus starter in the NFL. I hope you enjoyed my offensive line guard breakdown. Grace, what was my time? 30 minutes. I'm right on 30 minutes. I didn't go over. It's the best 30 minutes that you're ever going to have from a podcast. It's the best information in the NFL provided to you by Joe Bucks fan, uh, Bill Curry Ford, and uh, the, the best uh, craft brewer in the nation, and that's Big Storm, and LJ and his team are fantastic. I look forward to our next podcast. Grace, we have four more coming out before the draft, and then, of course, we have the one that we're doing with Ira for our draft breakdown. Very excited about that. Please visit us at Bill Curry Ford Tampa, uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Please share this podcast with your friends. Please leave me reviews. Please leave reviews on Joe Buck's fan when my podcast gets because good or bad. I'd like to go on there and see 44 comments and say this guy knows nothing about what he's talking about or I love this podcast. I love, I love just people commenting, whether it's good or bad. I just love reading them, right? It doesn't matter. Just, in, just enjoy the podcast and, and then give me some, some feedback. I'd love it. Uh, again, um, visit us at BillCurryFord.com uh, and see all of our great construction specials that we have going on right now. Um, and again, if you want to write me an email, talk to me about the draft. It's best in class at BillCurryFord.com. If you have any charity uh, uh, events or your business wants to get involved in any of our 41 active charities, hit up G. Thomas at BillCurryFord.com. I hope you had a great day. I hope you have a great drive home. See you next time.